Hello and welcome to Nightmare Cinema as we continue our remake season with episode 31 and 2015's <sighs> Poltergeist. This was directed by, go ahead John, you're going to interrupt I, me already. I, right I'm, I'm, I'm just watching now and I don't understand why you're smiling. It must be oh, the Amar jokes we were just telling them. It was. <laughs> because it's not at this film. No, it's not at this film. It okay, is the, definitely on. the pre-record Yamaha jokes, which we might tell one later on. Um, Priceless. This was directed by Gil Keenan, who directed A Boy Called Christmas. Did you say, did you watch this and say you enjoyed it? Enjoyed it? <laughs> did you enjoy this film? Did you tell me this? Was it someone else? It must have been someone else. It, it was not me. He also directed an episode of Scream, the TV series, Do I Need to Continue? And a little film called Monster House, which is quite similar to his effort with Poltergeist, if I'm honest with you. It was written by a guy called David Lindsay Abair, who wrote Rise of the Guardians, Oz the Great and Powerful. And I think it shows those very childish themes and ideas are in the Poltergeist film all the way throughout. So the remake stars Sam Rockwell, who is quite a good actor, John, agreed? I love him. Yeah, not in this film, though. Um, and Rosemary DeWitt as Eric and Amy Bowen, the most boring married couple of all time. Jared Harris as Carrington Burke, Carrig, Carrigan Burke, sorry. And then some kids that are not worth mentioning. Um, John, what were your first impressions of, of this film? Well, I thought, why have they made a remake of Poltergeist for a start? Because, then, go on, yeah, sorry. And then throughout it, I was thinking... Why is this remake of Poltergeist so rubbish? Mm. Well, I, I I could feel my beard growing in this. <laughs> I was more interested in that. Do you think that Poltergeist is one of those films we discussed this that you just should leave alone? I I do. Looking back, yeah, yeah, because it's 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 unless you could get the family dynamic right that they have, which was perfect in every way. Oh, spot on. Um, you, you can't, you can't do, unless and unless you get someone like Spielberg to do it as well, who knows what they're doing. You can't give the, these co- complex films over to amateurs, and mm. it's not the it's not, the complexity doesn't come in the special effects or anything like that. It's it's who they want us to root for, and the the, the original films they just do it so well. That's a family. They, yeah. the, that I mean, Mister Incredible is the dad. Joe Beth Williams, it was just oh phenomenal. The whole whole film is not centered, but centered around her about the mum mm. and and the, the the kind of dad being the big surly protector, but the mum goes in and if you haven't seen the film, where have you been? The original, I mean, fuck this one. Um, it 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 it's, it paints the picture of like. The dad being the hero, but actually it's the mum that steps up to save the day by going in and rescuing the daughter. Mm. And then the the, the 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 girl who played Caroline speaks for herself. Mm. I think the entire world was in love with her. Oh, um, little Heather Rock. Uh, um, I can't remember the name of what who Dominique Dunn played. The sister. <laughs> and then 
we had what happened to her. So it's just it's Looking just awful, isn't I think, it? I think some of the shit that's happened to the people in the original film has made us love the original film even mm. more. And I think we're very protective Dana, of it. I obviously, think, it's Dana. I think I think we're very, very, very protective of it now. And yeah, um, I agree. If if you want to remake it, then go for it. But don't remake it like this. This is just this. What was this? What mm. was this? What was this, John? I mean, you're absolutely right. I. This is one of the remakes that I actually put off watching because I thought, just, just leave, just leave it. Like, I will always check out a remake, but this is one that I thought, absolutely no. Because what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The original is not really a horror film. It, it, it isn't. It's, it's so weird in its vibes. It's got like a, almost like a Goonie-esque feel to it all the way through. Um, and I, th- I think that's obviously like the 80s vibe, the 80s way of making film and the 80s way of telling stories. But you are absolutely right. It's, it centers so much on the family and that is a family. And I think the biggest thing that bugged me about this film is that not only has Rosemary DeWitt apparently got no soul and cannot emote, um, but none of those people felt like they were related. They were just people who lived in a house together Mm. And that was that was my biggest biggest thing, um, but we'll, it, we'll come back to the to the family a little bit later. It, it, oh, oh, I'll talk about Sam Rockwell then. Okay. Um, but what I will say is, you, you, the, going back to the original, and to be quite honest, I would rather talk about the original than this. Um, <laughs> if you ever watch, there's a documentary on Steven Spielberg. It's just called Spielberg. If you ever, if, if you're a film fan and you want to know the history of modern films. You have to watch that. It's as simple as that. Mm. And when you watch that, you understand where all of his film, why why his films the way are the way they are. And this is no exception. When he was a kid, his mum and dad divorced, and it affected him in in massive ways. And you can see it in all of the films. He's got this this obsession with the family dynamic. He's, he's the most wholesome filmmaker there is, and he's got this obsession with outside forces destroying the family dynamic. Nothing. No, no film he's ever done is more evident than this. And he he fantasizes about the family staying together and overcoming these obstacles, and it does it in this. He didn't direct it, but he produced it, and he played mm. a big part in producing. This is when he was a very hands-on producer mm. before he became the ghost he is now. Because um, <laughs> you can when you've got eighty billion pounds and you're the most one of the most powerful filmmakers who's ever lived. Lucky but, that doesn't mean I don't love him because he's just the greatest in my eyes. But that's but I was watching it and I was thinking, Jesus. Christ, it's 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 all about because I've always been thought he was a bit sentiment sentimental and it's been on his undoing. Not really his undoing, is it? But no. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's one flaw is that he was a bit too sentimental. But now I get it completely. I understand it completely. I understand why everything that in his films just want to go home or they want their their family back together or they're running after their family. Um apart from close encounters of the third kind, which he yeah, actually said. He actually said what, like, in an interview about two years ago, he wanted to go back and change the end, and so he stayed. And I was like, I'm not watching it then because it's the when he goes at the end, it's that's that, that's 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 his young filmmaker head. Mm-hmm. He wants to explore rather than stay with his family, but he said he'd go back and change the ending. So, like, I think they've said, You're not touching that, my lad. I love close encounters as well, what yeah, but that's a film. But that, but that, that family dynamic—that's the key in Poltergeist. That's that's more evident. They've worked on that more than they've worked on the actual like eerie 
paranormal stuff. Mm. Um, I can't say they have in this one. Um, I didn't understand why they were a family. I've had better relationships with dead things than this, than they have. Um, I didn't understand how they could move house and neither of them have got a job for a start. Didn't understand. I think from what I got was that they sold their bigger house and downsized with the profit that they had. That's the... That's what I took from it. Because the, the kid How big was, like, was that house? Because that well, house was really, really nice. I don't know. Well, the, well, this is the thing. So in the film, they're saying, oh, I think they go to a dinner party, don't they? And they were like, oh, my brother has a house over there in the 90s. We wouldn't even go over because it's over a cemetery. They didn't move the bodies. So, and at the very beginning of the film, she says the prices are low because of a lot of foreclosures and stuff. So there's obviously stuff been going on there. So the house prices are low. So that's how they could afford it. So it is, it is explained in the film, to be fair to them. It is explained. But, yeah, they both don't have a job. Um, what they're living on. And then the guy, uh, the dad goes out irresponsibly and buys stuff from Pandora. buys his daughter a new phone. I was like, what is what? Where are you getting this money yeah. from? It just, it, just didn't, it, it just didn't make any sense. It's, he should have had a shit job. A shit job would have been better. Because... <laughs> Let's do you know what? Let's just talk about the family because that's what it's all about. Um, the in the original film, you spend so much time with the family being happy and explore, you know, they start to explore this weird thing that's happening in the house, but they do it together as a family. You just do not have that. You have one opening scene where they all seem a little bit funny, and the little girl says something funny, and then that's it. That's all you get of them being close and and caring for each other. They just can't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I feel like people can't write families. Like they, they don't get the dynamics and the, the subtle dynamics of that. Um, and then they, they can't cast, they, I feel like they can't cast families either. It's like, nobody's got chemistry in that film. Yeah. Not it's a single like, person. It's like on the first day of shooting, they've said, that's the first time they've ever met anyone. Yeah. And they've just said, all right, go and listen to this scene. And then they've all acted. It's not what they did with the original. They got to know everyone and they were like, spend time together and they, mm. they really, really... Like Craig T. Nelson was like the kind of patriarch of the whole thing. And he was... It was 1985, wasn't it? Or 87. Um, or eight, it was in the 80s. And... Um, I think it's 82, isn't it? Um, I don't know. No, I mean, I'll have to 82. find out now. 1982. 82? 82, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the, the era when the, the dad was... That's what made, made the, the whole thing so special because the mum steps up at the end. But it's mm-hmm. like Craig T. Nelson. I mean, there's no better, apart from in The Devil's Advocate, but there's no better dad than... Um, Mr. Incredible himself, like, so <laughs> Sam and me, like. Yeah, he is. He's just he got is. everything right in it. It's just it's just what happens when you actually sit there and think about something and you go, I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about cash-ins, which this is, but I'm not going to go there again because I've done that so often now. But this is, this is, if you look at the remake cash-in, there's a picture of this there with a big cross in it and so- fuck you to it. Well, let's, because uh, as I was watching it and I was thinking, is this actually a remake? Because it's not the same family, for a start. Um, yes, weird things do go on. 
there are some similarities, like things through the TV. But you have that conversation at the dinner party, don't you? Where he had the house in the 90s. We wouldn't even go over there. It was bare, It was built on a cemetery. And they yeah. didn't, you didn't know it was built on a cemetery till the, it, until ne- like halfway through the original film. So is it a sequel? No, it's a remake. Are you sure? Positive. Explain. If they'd have mentioned the Freelings, then it would be a sequel. But they're not going to, are they? Because it's not a sequel. <laughs> well, they're not going to just randomly mention no, the if Freelings, they'd mentioned, they? mentioned them, uh, there was a family, the Freelings, um, at that dinner party. If it, wasn't, it hadn't been his brother and they said the Freelings, and then they'd research that and found out a bit of that's a sequel when you actually mm. use the first story this is just a carbon it's they probably wanted it to be some sort of sequel slash reboot but they've copied they absolutely copied the first one it's it's down like badly my mm. ad that the i did like the tv moment when she puts her hand on the tv and then the hand comes back i did like that one thing and then the hand prints on the tv that was yeah, that but then, right. see, I didn't mind that myself, but then there's no reaction to it, is there? Yeah, this like, is what I mean. The son doesn't say, oh my God, why is there a hand in the telly? Oh the God, girl, I hated him. I hated him, Griffin. And yeah. the little girl, Maddie, is it? She was, she looked like a weirdo. She looked like a weird child. And again, <laughs> when in the original film, that? yeah, of course, in the original film, Heather O'Rourke, She's she's a little sweetheart, isn't she? Like she doesn't yeah. look like a horror film child, whereas yeah. this one does. She looks like the orphan. The whole world fell in love with Heather O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, like up, like up until, and I mourned for her as well. If people don't know what happened to her, it's one of the. I mean, it's this film, the, the original film, has a lot of tragedy associated with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But she, she she got this horrendous disease and basically wasted away and died quite That's young. And it's awful. And, and then it was the murder of the, of Dominique Dunn. And this this is what's made us so protective of it. Like, and this is why when you attempt a remake, you can't do it half arsed with stuff like this. I mean, you can't shouldn't ever do a half arsed remake anyway. But to do it with this, who which people absolutely love, and it's it's. It's a, it's a classic, this film, the original film. The original, yeah. And to do it the way that they did, with all the CGI shit, like... <sighs> yeah, well, I was just going to ask you about that, John, because you know how I feel about CGI, and, like, you tell me. You tell me what you think. Hated every second of it. It was just rubbish. <laughs> it was just... It was just... It was so poorly done. It reminded me... We had we had a, a a kind of seminar once with the guy from Bolton University. I can't remember his name, um, and he was trying to kind of promote his VFX um, master's course. I remember telling you about it because I want to do it and I still want to do it because um, it looked really really good. And we I was I was watching this and I remembered some of the first year student stuff that he showed us. And he said, "This is what you're going to be starting off doing," and that was better than the stuff in this film, like mm. by a hundred miles and. That should never ever be the case. And I know you've got budgets and timescales and all that shit, but it should never ever, it should be the best it can possibly be. And if it's not, then don't fucking do it. Do something else. And I, all I've got is the image of those fucking, the, the, that, that troop of ghouls, CGI ghouls coming out of the closet. 
mm. and it they kind of all and, and I'm just I'm you know me in horror films, mate. I'm scared of fucking shadows, but I, like this that just didn't bother me in any way, in any way at all. Mm. I was just I was I was bored through most of this. I was so bored. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Boredom was a massive factor for me, um, and I can't believe that they're now considering a sequel to that. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. To that, to that, absolute. I mean. That is not, I mean, you've just said it before. It was a carbon copy of the original. It's not a film in its own right, really, is it? It's not a good it's film not, in its own right. It's, it's, not, it's not even a... It's, it's tiring, is what it is. I'm, I'm tired of this now. The ability to make a good remake is, is there if you're a good filmmaker because you've got all of this amazing stuff you can draw on. And it's your chance to kind of take what somebody really respected has done and do it. I mean, I I have to confess, Tobe Hooper directed the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's had a bit of a bashing on this before on these podcasts, but he, he does... Deservedly so. ...does the job well with that. He really does. He, he's really good. <clears throat> but you've got... With, with a remake, you've got an opportunity to take the kind of soul... I mean, you're not going to remake anything shit, are you? So that, that doesn't happen until 20 years from now when the remakes of these remakes come through. Um, <laughs> but you take you take the... I mean, I, I go back to this again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You take the soul of something that was, in that case, legendary slash mediocre, and you put, put it there, and you do it your way, and you come up with something that's, in my opinion, better. Miles um, later. Yeah, and it's and and it's Mark Kermode used to say, if you're a young filmmaker, make a cheap slasher film in the woods. I say make a remake. If your first film is a remake and you do it really well, Zack Snyder, look where he is now. He did that Dawn of the Dead thing, which was for me one of one of the one of the best remakes there is. Same soul, but very, very different and fucking scares the shit out of me when they're legging it at you. And with a it's it's that's that's it, if you can do those two things, if you can make the slasher film first, and then you can go on to do a box office successful remake that gets critical recognition, you're on your way. It's it's it's, it's, it's a no brainer. Well, so, so where do you think this film fell down then? Um, the start, and <laughs> well, it's it's everything about it is wrong. They've just yeah. got it wrong from the from the get go. Cast script story um they don't know whether it's a sequel or um, a remake they need to decide on that um the cgi dodginess there wasn't really one bit in that that scared me when all those kids toys were jumping at him i was just like done been done before Mm -hmm. do something original with that in the first one it starts off so subtle and like it's, it's, it's 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 creepy and it's like the, 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 yeah, there's an element of when when they go upstairs and the, and I think it, someone says, "Show me the room where all the trouble is," and she's just expecting like a book to be moving and a whole fucking room is dancing, <laughs> and it's like, there's, where, "Where's that?" And he just opens the door and goes, "Yeah, it's in here." Um, and where, where's that? That's 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 a dad. That's mm-hmm. a dad. Like you, you can see that. Like any mm-hmm. anything that that happens in a family. You just get used to, and it's just like, "Oh God, he's off again." And that's what he was like, and it's, I, he, 
I don't know if he meant it, but it's, it's really well done. But it just fucking fails completely in this one. It's there's there's nothing to it, absolutely nothing. And I do apologise to Sam Rockwell because he is fantastic. I absolutely love Moon. I love everything he's ever been in. Moon, um, Three Billboards, uh, Ebbing, Missouri. He is a fucking brilliant actor. Like amazing. I love the man's bits. He's just he's just dialed this in. I think he's got on mm. set and he's gone. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, contract's been signed, the shit's been shat. Yeah. I'll have I've to crack on. Second, third, fourth, and fifth house with the money I'm gonna get from this. So I'll have to just get on with it. He's even talking quite quickly in scenes just to get them over with. Um oh, but God. it just it just doesn't work. Um and at the end, I do not understand why they made out that like who talks to their kid? So who says? I mean, she does apologise for it, but who says? Um, I, I, the, um, whatever. Maddie is the youngest, but why do you always act like the baby in the family to a young kid? You just don't say that, or if you do, you smile when you say it. It's just not. It's it just it just didn't work. There was something a really weird piece of dialogue when I think they're trying to escape the house. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and you know the eldest, um, the eldest daughter. Um, God, what is her name in the film? Kendra. Yeah, yeah, it's something weird, isn't it? Yeah, um, is trying to get out the window, and then um, Sam is behind her, Sam Rockwell, and he's trying to get out, but the, the window slams, and she says something like, "I'm so sorry for speaking to you like shit or, or something." I was like, "Where the fuck have you, have you?" realize at some point that your character needs an arc and this is you trying to yeah. arc that background that's exactly what it is wow um, what because you, it, ju- it just shows how much of a mess it is and they don't know what they want to do with it is it a family kind of thrilling drama or is it this it, what they've inter- what they've leaned with and sat kind of gone it's a it's a it's a horror film about a haunted mm. house and you can see the conflict in it and it's like I mean, I I don't remember that, but I can imagine it happening because it just had nothing, nothing, and like, I did, none none of the kids thrilled me. They were all just like absolute spoiled bastards. Like, oh, just, just there's no there's no dynamic in it. There is no. I don't even. I mean, that's the that's the most clearest arc there is, and even then, that's fucking thrown in at the last Crap, minute. Yeah. And there's no arc to the family. Like, there's no. Where was the scene at the end? You remember the scene at the end of the first poltergeist when they go to that motel. Two seconds later, the door opens and the TV comes flying out. That no, is just that genius. Is just brilliant. Genius. Just I mean, brilliant. They tried to recreate it, didn't they? When they went to the house, and they were like, "Oh, this tree's been here for such a long time." And then, like, she turns around and they're all gone. I was like, "Oh, nice attempt, but fail." You're yeah, never the, the, gonna just don't do it. You can't. Yeah. You cannot recapture the magic of them lashing the telly out onto yeah, the balcony. That, that's that 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 didn't even register with me. I was mm. just like, "Fuck off!" The tree <laughs> didn't play enough of a part in it. it no, it, it was, didn't. It, 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 I mean, no one saw it. Dragged the the the, the guy. Up. Yeah, the kid fell out of it, but he's see him doing that anyway. Fucking method that he is. Um. 
it, but like if they'd walked in and seen, I don't know, there's nothing in the film to actually have that moment at the end. There's no key thing. If they'd seen like um, the damn Jared Harris, who again I fucking love. The guy was in Chernobyl, so he he is now immortal to me. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself when I was watching that, I was like, "Oh shit, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you, Jared?" Um, <laughs> It's just like, wow. Um, I didn't did like he his survive character. in the end? Yeah. Oh, no, it was rubbish. It was just rubbish. I didn't like Where's the character. little fucking... Tangina. She was fucking I was brilliant. furious that they used their line. Furious. Because I just think, you're so fucking disrespectful. That's not like... That's not paying respect to the original. That's disrespect. Like, come on. Have your own fucking line. And to even yeah. have his little online show called This House Is Clean... I thought you've got a fucking nerve the shower yeah. of yeah. <laughs> it was it was yeah it, I mean and if you're gonna ha- you need that character you need that memorable character but they just tried too hard with it it's like everything and failed miserably mm-hmm. they, they should have just got like a a, a, a personality you know like a, a, like someone to just come in and be be more or less themselves but be memorable like that. It's just it's why am I? I'm a sat at a desk in a fucking attic room, and I know that how to do this stuff. And I, why can't they do it with all of the resources and all of the money and all of the access to these brilliant actors? Why? Why am I sat here, fucking wanking into a flannel, trying no oh. fucking? I mean, knowing the score with these films, I could do a better one than these on the fucking toilet than than, than they can. It's, Fucking frustrating me now. Do you know what um, the the biggest difference is between these films? Yeah, I, one's I mean, good, one's shit. <laughs> one is good and one's shit. The original is nearly two hours long. The remake is one and a half hours long. And if you think about the characters that are in the remake, you don't know them. So it's great to have a one and a half hour throwaway film but what they did with the poltergeist is they took the time not only to get to know the family but to also to get to know the other people that were involved so dr lesh played by beatrice Strait, for example um here she was she wasn't a massive part of the film but she was there from the from pretty much the get-go and she she's so memorable like the whole, everything about her, everything about her, how much she cares about the family. Whereas they've got this doctor in this one, she couldn't care fucking less. She could not care less. And the fact that the daughter is missing in the telly is like, she doesn't even seem that bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's no... There's like no surprise registered on the face that yeah. my daughter's in the telly. Yeah, in the original, you're genuinely, even when I watch it now, you're genuinely concerned for that kid. You're just thinking, get her back, get her back, get her back. With this one, you're thinking, fucking I'll take the other one as well. (laughs) Take them all. Take the old family. Take them all. Leave the phone so we can take it back. Yeah, there was no, uh, it's just such a shame. No, you've actually got a good point. You've actually got a good point with that. Indeed, a rare day. Um, (laughs) 
Like, what you dick? if you if you if you're watching a film like this and you because I always I don't know if you do this is a proper nerd thing to do. Um, I always look at the runtime and if you're getting one one hour fifty two hours and you know you've got that half an hour of proper um, exposition at the, at the beginning and you they, 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 it's so 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 important like. I've written scripts before and I've been bollocked by my tutors because they're going, you've got like 45 pages setting everything up. And I'm like, well, yeah, because <laughs> I want you to get to know people. So they just said, you don't need all that. It's between 25 and 30. And he said, look at look at it in films. And you, you, you do when it's there in really good, especially Spielberg films, because he wants you to get to know these people. Unless you can do it on the hop, like he does brilliantly with the Goonies. Um mm. Then you then you do it that way. But you have if you're doing something like this and you want you want an audience to root for a family or a person or a sports star or a kid or a, whatever, you have that half an hour getting to know them, and you have to get to know them intimately, like really, really go into their minds, see what makes them tick. This is this you don't even get into their fucking pocket in this. It's 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 so like. It's that. It's a that'll do film. It's not even a that'll do film. It's like uh, I haven't even finished. Uh, yeah, don't care. It's done. It's a don't care film. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. it's done. Sound. I agree. We haven't even shot that bit yet. It's done. Don't worry. We'll just film this guy. Swerve it. Swerve it. Don't worry. It is yeah. pretty much. It's a swerve it film. There is a film that we discussed recently, wasn't there? Where it was like we. Well, I think I, it was me that described it as someone had written a first draft and they filmed it. That's yeah. what this. That's what this is feel. That's what this feels like. Yeah. Um. It's such a shame. Such a massive missed opportunity. Um, they are about like great. ninety percent of these remakes are just huge missed penalties that you just go. Yeah, that could that could have been so much better. I mean, you, you, it's 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 more difficult to to to, to take something good, legendary, revered beloved and make something bad out of it it's, no absolutely and, and and you just if if you if you're thinking oh i don't know if that's just make just remake the original just make the original just make that or just Why, remaster it and release it on blu-ray yeah. and just save yeah. save everyone Why? about that what how how this can you can say we've got this idea for a poltergeist remake and you go to the producers with this and they go this sounds like a brilliant idea. I can just imagine the meeting now. I can just um we'll have CGI ghouls coming out of the um the, the closet and I'll get on to the bit that I hated the most in a minute. They won't say that that was me saying that. And we'll do this and we'll do this. Oh, but brilliant champagne. What did you think of the other side when they went through? That's exactly what I was gonna oh, talk okay, about. Okay, go, <laughs> go on. Right. There there are there are many things that I truly, truly hate in the world. Um I won't go into detail because I'll be here all fucking day, but that is now one of them because it was fucking pointless. And the fact that I didn't know what was in there made me even more concerned for the girl in the first one. Mm -hmm. The fact that I never know. And like they'd go through and come out covered in goo and you just think, don't even want to know. Yeah, what has happened? (laughs) Soon as we set foot in that place and we saw that she wasn't really in any kind of danger apart from the, you know, these cartoons running around there, I was just like, I don't fucking care anymore. I was, I, it was, it was so poorly done. It wasn't even scary. Have you ever seen a film called The Hole in 3D? No, I don't think so. It's um, a Joe, 
Joe Dante, I think. Let me just confirm that. I think it is. Um, you may remember him from such films as Gremlins. <laughs> I love the Gremlins. Love um, the Gremlins. And I think... I think it's kind of an inner space as well. What a fucking oh film. Oh my god, inner space, John. What a cracking uh, oh, film. Did a, he did a few, he did small soldiers as well. Oh uh, yeah, 2009, the whole. Let me just and the Burbs. Oh, what's that film? The Burbs is um oh my god, he's <laughs> do you know what he's done loads? I'm just looking at Explorers as well. What a film that is. I'm gonna watch that in a minute, actually. Uh yeah, he's he's kind of one of he was one of um Spielberg's proteges, which is why he did quite a lot of um Spielberg films back in the day and the whole in 3D. Have you ever seen another film called The Gate from the 80s? What's that about? It does sound familiar. Uh, it's about these kids who discover a gateway to hell in the back garden. Oh, I don't know if I it's, have seen it, it's, John. It's so tongue-in-cheek but it's and it's so silly, but it's really good. Well, this is kind of similar to that. It's not a remake, though. It's just inspired by it, but they don't credit it anyway. And this is these two kids move into a new house Um and they find in in the in the basement there's like this trapdoor, and they, they kind of in at, in the end. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's really really good. It actually it's only like a twelve, but it fucking freaked me out. They actually go into that at the end, into the hole. And that was ten times more creepy than this. Mm, no, such a shame. Hundred times more creepy than this, and that would too was the family dynamic as well and it was about them the, the reason that he moved so often is to get away from the dad and the dad is in in like the manifestation of the dad is in the hole and Ooh. it's he's about 150 foot tall chasing after them and you think yo you've got it that's what you do where's that in this where's the where's where, where's anything even remotely similar to that if you go in somewhere scary make the fucking thing scary it I, like i've been in more scarier baths than that. It just had nothing apart from a few ghouls going and dragging her off a couple of times. Where did they drag her to? If we're over there, show us everything. So we're over there like, on the other side. She drag gets dragged off, and we don't know where she's going. Fuck off! Just fuck off. But yeah, it it was just weird. Like it was like a um, <clears throat> CGI re- representation of the house, wasn't it? With all these creepy things writhing on the walls i don't understand what that's got to do with pass crossing over what's i don't get it i just don't get it i don't i don't understand the director's vision for what that was supposed to be if these are people waiting to cross over and that's what they this is another thing i'll come back to and that's what they wanted Car- uh, caroline or oh, that's what they wanted maddie for no, 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 you're getting pulled on that. Very close. This is um, a yellow card. Okay, okay. Again I, and I completely sure. appreciate it. Um, then it, it just doesn't make sense. Why would they make it terrifying for her if they wanted to? Because this is what the original one didn't, the original one didn't do. It was like, it was people and they wanted to be a friend. And that was the point. That was what made it scary because they were telling her that we are your friends. And then Tangina's like, they're not. They are not her friends. That's not what she sounds like. <laughs> she Irish now. I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. And then when um, the medium shows up, it's all so quickly explained. Like, we don't get to that point in the original film till later on when Tangina shows up and says, this is what I think is going on. 
Whereas he comes in and goes, oh, they all just want to cross over to the light and they want to use her as a beacon. Why? That doesn't make what? sense. Exactly. It I'm doesn't. Well, you're stupid. I'm, I'm clever. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I must have blocked it out. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, it, what for? It doesn't make sense. Like, in the original film, she says they're keeping her close because they're drawn to the fact that she's alive. That's what they're drawn to. You don't have that. That's not an explanation in this film. It's like they want to cross over and she's some sort of beacon to them. What? What do you mean? I don't get it. I think in the original film, she says the light that she has is brighter than the light. And maybe that's what they're trying to get at. But it's not It's not clear. doesn't make sense. Doesn't she mention in the first one, doesn't she mention something about her being loved as well? The, the, the light comes from her being loved and it's like... Can't remember. It's, it's, it's the family love that's, that's, that's doing that. I'm sure, I, I might have dreamt that. And if it is, I'm going to use that myself because that's quite good. Um, but it's a little bit highly part of that though it's a little bit multiple multi-billion pound franchise thanks Sean nice one you're welcome I wish you'd stop doing that why because it's really weird but why you've done it like four or five times you know I don't know if you noticed no I'm just doing it because of, never mind <laughs> oh yeah, just, yeah. Um, have you, <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it because I, I can't remember ever discussing Stranger Things have you, have you ever seen that I've seen Stranger Things. You don't look impressed by it. Um, I thought the first season was interesting, really good. Second season was the same as the first season. Season three, a little bit more interesting, but still the same as season one. <laughs> so, Yeah, but the way that the, the kind of upside downy places in that, that scared me. That, well, it didn't scare, well, it did, but it, it, it's that's how you do it. That fucking freaked me out. You are such a that, little bird. I think that is what I mean. I'm not saying Poltergeist inspired that, but Poltergeist showed it what can happen if you do it wrong. And Stranger Things got it right. Stranger Things, I, in my opinion, is one of the best things that's been on TV in the last ten years. I think it's brilliant. I think Stranger I've loved Things. Every single one. Oh wow! Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved every minute of it, especially the like the most recent season when it just went off its head. Loved it. Yeah, I, I thought the, I thought the most recent season was better than the last yeah, few. But, yeah, it's, I think there's another one coming this this year as well. Um, but that's that for me is how you do it. You want to do like an um the 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 dimension shit, which yeah, you can have the one from Poltergeist, which is basically like fucking non not a uh, nothing. But you can have this this one, which is actually scary and filled with really scary things that you're worrying about. So when um, what's his name, Myers, whatever is the guy from Stranger Things, gets sucked into that and he gets trapped in there, you're worrying about him because you can see how absolutely horrendous it is in there. Mm. When this kid from the second Poltergeist, the remake of Poltergeist, who is not called Caroline or Heather O'Rourke. <laughs> it uh, was an accident. You just think, you just think, oh, you deserve oh well. it. Yeah. Well, come back and take the other two. You little creep. Well. There's um, no peril in it. You're in a haunted house and there's no peril. Yeah. I'm watching, when I watch a horror film and I go, 
this is boring. You've really got a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, really got a problem. I've been scared of adverts before. Like, they didn't even make any attempt to um, turn it on its head at any point, did they? Like, rather than having the mum going through, it was a drip anyway, so she probably couldn't have handled it. They sent the boy through. Okay, fine. There was a point... There was a point where I thought, oh, it's the boy that they're going to take and not the girl. Because it was just a few little scenes where I thought, yeah. oh, it, it seems to be focusing on him more. When when Sam Rockwell came back with all those presents, which is just a stupid thing to do. After all, the credit thought, cards have been declined. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a case of him being a bit bit of a, a clown character, being a bit of a, a wally. And then he mm. finally steps up and goes to get the kid at the end. Like he's a bit of a, 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 a an eccentric dad. He's not really a dad. He's more like a a, a, a fully grown man child. And he's very irresponsible. He doesn't really want a job. And he's got like he's got like like he wants to be like a singer or he's an inventor or something like that. And he's a bit irresponsible. And then he finally steps up at the end. And I thought to myself, when he brought it in, I was like, oh, set that to that. But, that, but now he's supposed to be a really good dad because he buys his son a drone who doesn't deserve one anyway. And his ungrateful daughter a phone who doesn't deserve that either. <clears throat> Let's I was just like, talk about the drone because that goes through into the other, the other side and they're able to communicate with it via the iPad. <laughs> what did you? <laughs> what Just did saying you think? it's enough, mate. I know. Just well, saying. yeah, and the laugh, like, the laugh on it is enough as well, isn't yeah. it? It's just, it's, 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 it's. You can imagine them talking about. I well, I can imagine them talking about this stuff because I've been in production meetings with people before, and we've had some gnarly ideas thrown around, and it's always a laugh. But to settle on these, like, like. Oh, I know. We can use a drone. We can send a, dr- a drone through, and you're just thinking, why? Yeah, I know. So we can see loads of cartoon ghouls. And do you know what I, I thought was another missed opportunity in the film? When they're getting shown around the house, the realtor is like, "Oh, there's speakers built into all of the walls, even in the toilet. They make no use of that." And what I envisioned when she said that, I was like, right, so I know what is coming now. We're going to get loud noises in every single one of the rooms. We'll hear, we'll hear Maddie, the little girl, or whoever's going through the telly, all around the house as she's running. We'll hear it through all of the speakers. It'll be really dynamic. It'll be absolutely excellent. Yeah, yeah. We got an iPad instead, an iPad and a drone. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the thought of that has made the hairs on my arm stand up and they they just didn't do it. Why mention it? It might have been in... I mean, I reckon there was an original script to this, which was a lot better. And they've gone, budget, no, budget, no, time, no. And the original script must have been about two hours long. Um, And they've gone, no, 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 no. And everyone's gone, oh, fucking hell, we've all signed up now and they've changed it this much. Um, I have just noticed then that um, the director of this did a film called City of Ember, which I really, 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 really like. It's um, it's very, very, very good, which kind of broken my heart a little bit. Um, wow. But, yeah. What a shame. So, um, I don't think there's much left for me to say about this, John. Very disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to go and cleanse myself with the original in a minute. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's that's just, what I should do. It just makes you feel so it makes me feel so fucking dirty. Oh empty. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. Dirty. <laughs> There's just no no need for it to be this bad. 
It's <clears throat> you're working with. Oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck, I don't care. <laughs> Sapped me spirit. It really has. I know. I think I've John. said everything I need to say. It's it, it was. It was. Ow! It was. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I took my headphones off because you were going to play that sound, and it flicked back and hit me in the face. Yeah, fucking dingbat. All right, then, let's go to the vote. I know it wasn't that bad that time. I think I'm getting immune to it. (laughs) You might be. Okay, so go for it. Tell me, sum it up, give me your vote, cast the die. One of the worst remakes I've ever seen with a waste of Sam Rockwell and just about, and Jared Harris, and just about everything else being not what I'd do or not what anyone wanted. And if you like it, you've got a problem and you should fuck off. Um, if you're going to watch a film about a poltergeist, watch Poltergeist. 1982. 1982. Take okay. this, put it into a fire and do the world a fucking favour. And so what is your vote for this film? If we had something worse than Certified Nightmare, it would be that. It doesn't even deserve Certified Nightmare, this. I'm not, I'm not being dramatic for the, sense, for the sakes of entertainment. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I cursed you watching it. I cursed this podcast. I t- cursed being oh. alive at some point. Okay. I was just like, why, have I, why am I sitting here wasting my life doing this when I could do... Literally so many other things. I could have painted a self-portrait. I could have designed a house. I could have taken a photograph of a big tree. I could have stared at a piece of dog dirt. All of those things are better pursuits than watching this film. I'm not even classifying it as certified nightmare. I'm classifying it as a fucking turd. And if you have it in your collection, take it out, light a fire, put it in, do the world a favour. Okay. I hated wow. it that much. Wow, okay. This is worse um, than Hush. That's unfair to Hush. Um, I pretty much agree with you. This is a very bad film. It's, it's, I would like to say it's filmed by numbers, but it's not because that would mean that it was good <laughs> in some way. It wasn't. I will build on that. It's a film by numbers, which they've made up their own colours. They've gone, oh, two is uh, not, it says it's red here, so now it's green. We'll do brown, yeah. <laughs> we'll do, yeah. And then, and, then, and then they've just done, yeah, that's what it is. It's painted by numbers by someone who's colorblind. Um, I agree. So, yeah, certified nightmare for me. I did think about not casting a vote, but I think we have to, don't we? Certified nightmare. Yeah. I, Absolutely I would... woeful. We need something lower than Certified Nightmare. <laughs> oh, four tears. I don't think we can, we're ready for that. I don't think the world is ready for that. So well, I cried five tears when I was watching it. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, next time is John's um, turn. John, what are you having us watch? It's The Fog, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the one from 2005? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. I watched the original the other day and it is a fucking stormer. I haven't actually seen um this one. So mm. this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, no, I've not seen it either. So I will be interested yeah. to see that. We badly but we're getting to the point now where we badly need a win on this. Yeah, because I feel this is draining the life 
watching yeah, some of um, these films. Yeah. We should just do Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. Over and over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, we, we badly, badly need a win on this now. So hopefully um, the fog um, can give us a bit of a... I mean, I'm not expecting it to be magnificent. I've just seen that um, Maggie Grace is in it, so that hasn't filled me with hope. Um, it's oh. Rupert Wainwright, isn't he the singer? No. Oh, that's Rufus Wainwright, isn't he? Um, okay. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Pray for the win. 